All right, welcome everybody to episode four of our Lack of Initiative podcast, wherein we play through the Curse of Strahd campaign, and then I go through and I edit all the audio to remove our table talk and our roles and all of the boring parts so that you are left with just the story and what happens. Uh, Before we go any further, uh, let me go ahead and let the players introduce themselves in their own way. I am Hylius Lydon. I am the High Elf Folk Hero. Bromley Lionbrand, human cardcaster. I am uh, Jeremiah Blackwater Roland. I am a human rogue. I'm Kitar Trezuman. I'm a dark elf fighter. Greetings. I am Leander Lionbrand, a stoker of fires and a forger of futures. I am a human forge cleric of Gond and father to Bromley Lionbrand. And of course, before we begin, we have uh, this episode's outtake. Uh, from my editing process that I thought was funny and appropriate for the episode. So, uh, here's that. This isn't uh, a game where you can just do side quests whenever you want. <laughs> I would definitely uh, explore the windmill if this was a game. And as a special bonus, here is a uh, second clip wherein I insult the players and they reply to me with a compliment and also, I think, a way to keep me from killing them in the middle of their game. I see what you're saying. Okay. I, you guys, thinking with your dicks. Got it. <laughs> we're we're listening to time. your storytelling, sir. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> when we last left our erstwhile adventurers, they had just escaped from the death house. In, uh, and they found themselves in the village of Barovia, not that they necessarily know that at the beginning of our episode. And in this episode, they're going to explore the village, uh, make some new friends, uh, avoid some trouble, and uh, start out on their grand adventure. It's going to be very exciting, and as always, the possibility of them making some absolutely terrible mistakes is always lurking right around the corner. And now, with all of the introductory material out of the way, let's go ahead and get started on episode four of Lack of Initiative. All right, you guys have successfully escaped from the uh, this this house, and you all find yourself in very confusing circumstances because this village is unlike anywhere that any of you came from. Uh, obviously, those of you who came from a forest are confused by being in in a civilized place, and those of you from the city are unused to being in such an uncivilized place. This is a appears to be a simple village, um, simple wooden houses, mix of two-story, one-story, uh, dirt roads. Um, from what you can see, as the, as the fog begins to clear, the village is mostly deserted. You don't really see anyone around, and so... What's our plan? What are we doing? I was going to say, there's nothing that stands out to you standing Katar there. Katar sees nothing street. because he is still unconscious. <sighs> uh, do we see any people, like, getting up, getting ready for the day? Because it, looks, it seems really, like it's kind of really, early morning. You really don't. Creepy house, creepy village. Clap my hand on the back of Pileus's shoulder and just say, well, that was a close one, Hero of Legend. Uh, yeah, we made it. I hope you realize you you almost didn't. Well, you know, uh, sometimes you gotta slay rats, you know. So I have no regrets. What is this uh, this strange village we found ourselves in? Fuck if I know. Doesn't look familiar. The buildings, the structure, the architecture here is is very different from where we come from, Bromley. As you were listing that in my mind, I was like mockingly like you know like open close your hand, 
Yeah, that was what I was in my mind behind your back. The buildings, the structure, and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, yes, father of mine, and I'm going to drink from my flask. This this is unfamiliar territory. I honestly don't know what to do, um, but I'm not going to carry that guy, and I'm going to point to the unconscious Qatar. Yes, we should see him, uh, see him healed. Or we could just, you know, leave him. We're not going to leave him. Why, though? Uh, we didn't leave you. I go over and do my job in carrying this team and uh, put Qatar on my shoulders. All right. Well, where, where to? Uh, I think we need a place to, away from this house, to rest and help Qatar heal up. I, um, I am not able to do anything right now for him. Okay. Let's look for, like, an inn or a hotel. I must be honest, or... I'm, I'm a little wary of going inside of any other buildings in this village. I mean, I don't know if we have a choice, really. Oh, it's morning, though, so it's not like, well, still, we need to find a way to fix up Qatar. Maybe there's How about like we... a healer's... Let's, let's scan the, uh, this, let's scan this alleyway and let's uh, see if we can uh, have someone meet a fellow traveler who could be of assistance to us. I mean, you do see that to your right down the street, it goes down, kind of ends in front of a house and makes a turn to the left, and you can kind of see past that house. There doesn't seem to be any more. Whereas to your left down the street, it, it leads to sort of a crossroads. To the crossroad. crossroads, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I feel like trying to find some kind of town center or something like that is probably the best bet. All right, so you guys make your way uh, down the street. Um, it's, it's oddly quiet. Here in this village, um, it doesn't sound like there are a lot of people around, a lot of people stirring um, in any of the of the houses as you walk by. Um, there does seem to be smoke coming out of some of the houses, but certainly not all of them. Um, and some of the houses, you can even kind of look in and see that they appear to be sort of deserted. Uh, some of the houses have been boarded up, um, and overall it's just very, very kind of eerie and, and empty. Um, Do we see any buildings... Uh, it appears like not domestic houses, but like public buildings. You can see down the street that um, to the uh, to the west, it opens up a little bit. It looks like what might be some sort of some sort of town square or something like that. Uh, obviously, just a, like a big dirt area. But if there's going to be anything like that, it would be in that direction. Uh, I point and raise an eyebrow questioningly. I'll take that silence as a yes and start walking. Does everyone follow Bromley as he confidently strides down the street? Uh, yeah, I, I'll follow. Um, is there any, like, signage anywhere, like, posters of like, warnings or even just, like, shop signs? Like, not just... not, uh, not in your immediate area, no. All right, well, so those of, you who are, those of you who are walking down the street, which I'm going to assume and hope is all of you, you make your way down... Uh, about 40 feet before the uh, before the road opens up into this kind of makeshift town square. Um, on the left side of the street, you see this building that has a sign hanging out over the door. It says, Bildrath's Mercantile. As you get closer to sort of the end of the street, uh, Roland, you hear coming off from your left what sounds like uh, heavy sobs and weeping. Um, it's not coming from that building, from from the mercantile, but it's probably coming from a little bit past it in that direction. And the mercantile was on the left or the right? The left. 
Okay. Uh, and can I tell, is it like, does it sound like a child sobbing or like an adult? Sounds like a woman. Can't say no to a crying woman. Uh, shit, I'm married. What am I saying? Anyway, um, I am probably just going to walk over there and investigate, uh, assuming that everybody else heard it. No, I'm very busy adjusting a, a buckle on one of my boots. I'm trying to put Qatar's weight in a way that actually you know, doesn't hurt my back. He's kind of heavy. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I fully understand what mercantile means. <laughs> it's just a store. Mercun. <clears throat> okay, so Roland, are you just walking off away from the group then? Yep, I have not learned my lesson. All right, so oh my god. The rest of you kind of watch as uh, Roland walks out uh, into this square and then kind of stops, cocks his head, and then turns to the left and starts walking down the street. I, I, I uh, turn to Leander and I'm like, Leander, get him. He's, 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 he's going again. Roll. Stop him. <laughs> I'm carrying oh, wait. You get him. Wait, wait. I have a thing for this. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to use my <laughs> Dark Lord card and cast Hold Person on guitar. <laughs> you mean on Roland? <laughs> or, uh, Roland, yeah, Roland. Okay. You all watch <laughs> Roland walk away from the group. Pileus notices, tries to get Leander to do something, and you watch as Bromley, like, reaches into his belt pouch, holds out a card, brandishes it at Roland, and Roland, you feel your whole body just sort of stop, and you you find yourself kind of frozen in place. Shit, this town is weird, too. Crazy shit's happening. Why can't I move, guys? Yeah, I want to walk over to him and just... Like, put my, you... my hands on his shoulders and say, don't wander. Listen, do you not hear that crying? Not our problem. We have issues of our own. I don't hear any crying. I, I don't care if I hear crying. I have, I am bleeding still. We have an unconscious person. Neither of you look very good. I'm we not do not have the time terrible. for this. I mean, if someone could have come to our rescue, would we have not, would we not have appreciated that? It, it, it sure. Uh-huh. But no one did, and... Yeah, but we're here, and Life moves we can on. find out. If she dies, that's on you. I, okay. Did you say she... I will accept Uh, yeah. Sounded like a woman. Gentlemen, no self-respecting hero of legend can leave a fair maiden crying. I will take all of you down with me if I have to. Lead the way, Roland. Oh, my God. He's frozen. <laughs> How are you guys not frozen? I don't, I don't get it. I put my hand on Bromley's shoulder... Temper thy son, thyself, son. Temper thyself. Someone's in need. It's our duty. Let him go. I'm not going to follow you. I mean, that's fine. We can split up. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to pick uh, the frozen Roland up, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find this wailing maiden. Whether it, Roland, whether it's you managing to push off the 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 uh, result of this magic, or whether it happens to be Brom releasing the spell, as soon as Pileus goes to pick you up. Where your muscles were stiff, suddenly you find that they can move again as you're swept off your feet by this large barbarian. Uh, I, mm, and my arms flop down. Uh, you can uh, put me down. I can move. Thanks. But see, Brom, now I'm not going alone. Well, good luck to you both. Um, Bromley turns to the ender and goes, that man was going to carry another full-grown man into combat. What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Can we please go find some help? Okay, so uh, I'm going to do 
I think I'm going to do... Uh, Leander, are you going with him or are you staying with Braum? With Katara's Braum? I am going to take over uh, charge of making sure that Katara is safe. Okay. So that's all right. <clears throat> so as Roland and Pileus make their way off down the street, uh, we'll, we'll check back in with them in a couple minutes or so. Braum, you turn around to say this to your father and the words come out of your mouth, but your brain has already left uh, because in front of you is what is clearly a tavern. A sign is hanging over the door that says Blood of the Vine. And while it looks like it was once in really good shape, it's now a little bit seedy, a little bit shoddy. But you can see that there's a bright light coming out the doors. There appears to be a roaring fire built in the hearth on the inside. My people. Scratch all that. I just point. You turn and look. You found a place for us to put Qatar? I don't know. There's probably people in there that can either help us or point us in the right direction. Unless you want to check the shop out real quick. I think he needs some kind of medical attention, not us shopping. Well, I mean, maybe they have healing goods. I don't know. You Look, you pick. I. You want me to pick. Okay. What do we uh, do? That, that is a good idea. Healing goods. Let's check the shop. Okay. And I start walking right. in that direction. We go into the mercantile. All right. We go into the mercantile. Sure. You go into the building. You walk in the front door. Um, it's a it's a pretty big it's a pretty big establishment. Um, you walk in and there's a uh, there's a man kind of turned around looking at arranging some stuff on some shelves. He turns around and he goes, Ah, customers. Haven't had customers in a while. You looking for something? Good day, sir. Yes, we are indeed searching for a few choice items um our friend here uh is a little worse for wear do you perchance have anything that could um revitalize him what's wrong with him um he's dead or dying not a doctor well i mean if he's dying we got some uh some healers kits in the back maybe keep him from uh bleeding out or whatever's wrong with him uh and what's the going rate for those nowadays Oh, healer's kit. It'll be 50 gold pieces. Fuck. Is his life worth 50 gold pieces? I search his pockets. I search Guitar's pockets to see if he has valuables and or gold. I have um, 15 gold on me. Okay, so I take his 15 gold and I ask if he would take trade. I don't trade. Uh, Are you interested in a platinum necklace? Listen, you want it badly enough, you'll pay for it. Oh, you don't trade is what you said. Yeah. Weren't gotcha. you listening the first time? No, I was not. Uh, look, I think honesty is key, and I don't want to lie to you, friend. Um, okay. I count out 50 gold, and, and I'll just pay for a healer's kit. All right. He uh, takes your gold, scoops it into a pouch behind the behind the counter. Goes back around in the back for a while. You hear, you hear some, some fumbling and some. Periwample, where, where do we put the healing kits? Ah, oh. a little more shuffling around. He comes back out and puts a healer's kit on the counter in front of you. That'll be all. What does this guy look like? He's uh, he's middle aged. He is he is human. Uh, he's an older middle aged guy. Uh, has a bit of a beer gut. Um, looks like he probably, probably enjoys drinking every now and then. Uh, also, as you've seen so far, it's kind of a surly attitude. Uh, he's not necessarily the friendliest or the most, uh, 
charming of individuals. And uh, him receiving 50 gold didn't seem to change his attitude. Not even a little. I look at Leander and goes, is there anything else we need? Um, oh, do you have gloves? Just like a pair of gloves? Yes. Yeah. And, and you're still not interested in trade, right? If you want it badly enough, you'll pay for it. I like your style. Okay, how much for a pair of... Let's go with leather gloves. Gold piece. Deal. And I will also... Uh, like, in a flourish, hand over a gold piece. Very fancy coin work. He does not seem impressed in any way. Okay. He just takes I... the gold, puts it into his pouch, and goes, Periwipple, bring me a pair of leather gloves! What does it take to make friends in this neighborhood? And you hear uh, you hear some shuffling from the back, and this gigantic figure comes out. This this guy is easily easily six eight. Um, he's built powerfully. He comes out. He's like, here here you go, Uncle Bildreth. I brought you the gloves. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Perry Wimple. Go go back now. Yeah, go go back before they have to look at you anymore. Yeah yeah okay. Here's your gloves, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Father, anything else you can think of? I look up as I'm already using the health, the health kit to try and uh, stabilize Katar's wounds. You also notice, as you kind of pick up the gloves, that these gloves are not worth one gold piece. Whatever. I Honestly, the reason I bought them is so that if I touch doors and they turn into mimics from now on, I can just slip out of the gloves. Do you have him like laid out on the floor of the shop? Yes, I do. So he's laid out. You kind of open up this healer's kit. There's a lot of stuff in here you haven't really seen before. And you're you're kind of trying to figure out what things do. And uh, you're experimenting a little. And it doesn't seem to be waking Katar up in any way. There's no, like, smelling salts or anything in here. You find some stuff, but you, like, crush it in your fingers and rub it under his nose. And there's no reaction. And then you smell it. And you're like, oh, no, that's... That's definitely just like an air freshener to make people's rotting wounds smell better. Uh, can I try helping? Or no? Yeah, go ahead. So, Brom, you kind of look down at it, and you kind of notice, uh, you kind of notice like a little vial that, that he hasn't noticed. And you reach in, and you're like, you looking, you looking for these, Dad? And you hand Leander some, some smelling salts. And, uh, given that, given that Katar is already, uh, stable and given that he's kind of been out for a little while you do manage to bring him back to consciousness uh, what 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 happened where where are we uh, we're alive yeah we're out of the house thanks saloon oh God. yeah it was saloon's doing i'm just laying down on the uh, ground not or on the floor not really moving just like looking up at this ceiling of... you guys gonna leave my shop it's bad for business to have people laying on the ground roll over my head just kind of turned and like, who is he? He's a very generous man who has been the most kind-hearted and welcoming person in this town so far. He's also been the only person we've seen in this town so far. Okay, I mean, you didn't need to say that, but that's fine. I'm just stating facts and being honest. I've heard it both ways. All right, let's go. Uh, do we actually see anything in the shop, or is everything in the back? Everything is in the back. So there's no, like item list or anything in the shop not that you can see can i look or are you saying that there's not one there there's or not, not one, one there like you look around the shop there doesn't seem to be any listing of items uh it appears that in a village this small pretty much everybody knows what they want 
This doesn't appear to be a village that gets a lot of outside trade. You wouldn't happen to have any kind of health potions, would you? No, we don't deal in anything magical here. So, hardware, then. Yeah. Style? Stuff people need to live. I agree, I like it. Who's your supplier? No, we get trade from a couple of the other small villages. A lot of stuff we make ourselves. Occasionally, occasionally we'll trade with the Vistani who come through. Vistani? Yeah, the Vistani, the nomads, the travelers, the people who just kind of wander around all the time. Sounds like a man I know. Uh, where are we? I'm sorry to... You're in the ask. village of Barovia. Where else would you be? The village of Barovia? Bromley, have you heard of a Barovia before? Nope. Well, since you're here, you might as well make yourselves comfortable. Is there a place we can stay? Like a like an inn or something? And Katara at this point is kind of like finally sitting up and like looking around a little bit. Kind of looking over, um, not doing much. Um, I pat him on one of his one of his wounds and go, you owe me 35 gold. Okay, well, I can pay half of that now, I think. And I start patting my, my uh, I, I put my hands into like my pockets to like find gold. You know, I could have sworn I had 15 gold earlier. No, it, it was 50 originally. That 15 knocked you down to 35. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, if you're looking for a place to stay, a lot of the strangers that come through usually head on. We don't have a lot of accommodations here in Barovia. Hmm, that's disappointing. Yeah. Where do people typically head to? Oh, just down the road. They usually don't come back. Oh. Strangers don't, strangers don't do well here. So you guys aren't much for the tourism, huh? I look around. You see much reason you'd want to come here? We barely want to live here. So why do you stay? Can't leave. Uh, you can't leave? No. Why? You go out to the edge of town. You look to the east towards the woods. You're going to see lands covered in a dense fog. Anybody who tries to go into that fog starts to choke to death. Anybody who doesn't turn around at that point dies. And if you look in the other direction? Go far enough in any direction, you're going to find the same thing. Interesting. Lovely place you've got here. And uh, be careful about being outside a village at night. Lots of things out there that like to eat you. Okay. Do you... I, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, well. <laughs> Can we please go get a drink? Y yes. Taverns across the street. Thank you. Uh, okay, so let's take a break from you guys at this point <laughs> to shift our focus over to Pileus and Roland. Pileus and Roland, you make your way down this street. Uh, you make a turn left, and you make your way down the street until you come to a house. It's very clear to you, standing in front of this house, that the sobbing is coming from inside the house. What would the two of you like to do? Uh, I would like to knock on the door. Okay. You walk up to the door. And you knock on it, and there is no answer. Just continuing these, these moaning sobs. Seems to be no one home. But there's clearly someone crying, so there's somebody home. I wonder uh, if this is not some of the similar magic we encountered in that spooky house we were in earlier. Well, I mean, maybe, but... If we survive that, we can survive this too. Anyway, I will knock again. Uh, the sobbing, Louder. the sobbing continues unabated. Perhaps uh, we should, uh, we should, we should have uh, the rest of our group with us to pursue this further. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I will try the door. It is unlocked and it swings open easily. <clears throat> the inside of the house is 
the inside of the house is dark. Uh, it appears that someone lives here, but it, it does seem like they uh, like they, like somebody hasn't been taking care of the house very much. It's it's dirty. It's unkempt. There's a thick layer of dust everywhere. But there are signs that the house is lived in. I call out, "Hello, uh, you okay? You need any help?" The sobbing continues unabated. Well, uh, I, I, I for one, am not accustomed to entering one's home uninvited. What are you like a vampire or some shit? <laughs> do vampires kidding. exist in this world? Do we? Do we? Yeah. I've heard stories. I don't know. That's a. That's just a, a story, man. Okay. Um, I am gonna step into the house and look for the source of the sobbing. Okay. There's uh, once once you walk in and you kind Wait, of before before I go too far, I tell Pileus, make sure that door doesn't close. Uh, I yeah, I, I am not going in the house. I've I've it's... suddenly I've gotten memories of uh, of uh, specters taking my life with one swipe and uh, and you know walls of rats <laughs> and uh, I I'm a little hesitant to do anything at this point. Just, uh, yeah, just make sure that door doesn't close on me. All right, so Roland, you step inside the entryway of this house, and you're kind of, like, trying to figure out where the noise is coming from, and you realize that it's coming from the second story. It's definitely coming from somewhere above you, and you can kind of see in around a corner there are some stairs that go up to the second floor. Uh, it's never on the first floor. Oh, I'm going to go up the stairs. Okay. <clears throat> The uh, second floor is a lot smaller than the first floor. It just consists of kind of one hallway. Uh, there are three doors, and you can tell that it's definitely coming from behind the middle door, which is open uh, probably about three inches. I will call out again. Hello, are you okay? Uh, do you need any help? Um, the sobbing seems to slow down a little, but it does continue. I'm going to step closer to the door, kind of push it open just a little bit. So, you you kind like of the, the the yeah. So what you can see of this room, there is a there's a bed, and you know a nightstand and and some things, some clothes kind of hanging on one side, and sitting in the middle of the floor is um, she's she's completely covered, but she appears to be a woman, um, hood over her head. She's kind of like holding herself and just rocking back and forth, sobbing. I know I'm a nope out of this. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, like can't see her face or anything. Right, not from where you are right now. <clears throat> uh, does it look like her back is to me or? Yes. Like she's hooded, okay. Kind of, kind of a three quarters turn away from you. <laughs> is she still um, crying? Yes, she has not stopped. She her crying slowed down a little bit when he yelled out, "Is anybody here? Does anyone need help?" But it hasn't stopped. She is still weeping. Um, hey, Miss, are you are you okay? Uh, sorry to barge in uninvited, but I heard your sobs from the street, and I grew concerned. Uh, she kind of turns her head a little bit, uh, and you catch just the the faintest kind of glimpse of an unwashed face. Uh, as you kind of see her face in profile, the hood falls back a little bit. And uh, she says, My daughter. They took my daughter. Who, who took? Who took her? 
I don't know, but she ran away and she's gone and she, I think she's dead. Nah, uh, why would you think that? Uh, has this been happening a lot or? People who run away don't come back. Everybody knows that. At this point, I kind of want to just yell like as loudly as I can into the house. I was like, hey, I, I think you stopped the crying. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Still working on some other stuff, though. Uh, okay. I'm still not entering the house. Yeah. Uh, my friend's at the door. Um, do you... I mean, is it was it just you and your daughter living here? Yeah. When was the... Uh, when did she run away? A week ago. And I assume that no one in town helped look for her. Or did they? I don't know anything about this town, so... She ran away. She's gone. She's not coming back. Uh, I mean, do you want to look for her? What am I going to do? Go out and get eaten by wolves? I mean, not by yourself. What that good would, would it do silly. for me to join her? Uh, I mean, you're assuming that she's dead. I mean, you say that people disappear, but do you know for sure that they die when they leave? They never come back. Maybe she got lost and just doesn't know how to get back here. She's lost. She's Listen. definitely dead. Listen, I'm looking for my daughter, so I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, but I'm not assuming that she's dead at this point. I just don't know where she is. So come with us, and maybe we can find your daughter and my daughter. No, you're strangers. Strangers never last long. That's ominous. Um, like, I don't even know how to take that. I thank you, thank you for your concern, but I'll just I'll just be here. Well, bye, Chad. Um, are you sure that you don't want to try to look for her? It's been a week. Okay, and I mean, is she an infant? Maybe she found a way to survive somehow. She's, it's only been a week. She's just a young girl. She can't take care of herself. Where where did she run away from? Like, did you see her leave the village or? No. I woke up one morning and she was gone. Okay. Just asking. You know, just asking. I didn't know that. Uh, what's, what's her name in case in our travels we come across her? I named her Gertruda. Be beautiful name. Beautiful name. I will look for Gertruda. And if I ever find her, I will try to bring her back to you. What's your name? Mary. Mary? Or? Yeah, Mary. Mary. Well, Mary. Um, don't give up hope. Yep. Um, and I will leave because I'm getting a little creeped out because she's just a little weird to me. So I think that is. Um, yep, yeah, let's go. Oh, what happened? How, how did it go? I really honestly don't know. Uh, but woman lost her daughter. Daughter disappeared somehow. Um, yeah, she's just, I guess, depressed. A missing daughter. Yep. Sounds like a mystery. It sure does. Like a lot of shit in this town. We should catch up with the others. Uh, yeah, let's do that. And you, you managed to meet up with them about the time they come out of the shop. Hey guys, um, not dead. Hey, yeah. good job. Yeah, me, me neither. All right. 
Welcome, uh, welcome back to the land of the living. It's yeah, it's nice to so to speak here. Where where are we? I've never seen this town before. Yeah, same. So, does anybody down for like some resting and nope. maybe something to drink? Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, but seriously, I I I really wanted. I was unconscious, but that was not restful. So I need to I need to take a break for a little bit. You guys are going to head into the uh, tavern? Yes. 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 Is it a tavern slash in combo? It is a tavern for all that you know right now. You can certainly ask about uh, accommodations once you're inside. You uh, you make your way into the uh, into the, the front door of the tavern here. And uh, there's only a few people inside. There's a blazing fire, but the, the inside doesn't seem terribly warmed uh, by the fire. It's still a little bit chilly. Uh, the morning chill appears to have not disappeared too much. Uh, sitting inside at uh, one table, there's a there's kind of a group of, of three people. Uh, there's a barkeep behind the bar, and uh, and there's a young man who is sitting at a corner table. And he looks up as you enter, and he goes, Oh! Visitors! Please come! Tell me your story! Well, you seem friendlier than some of the other people I've met. Ah, some people like to live their lives in sadness. Some of us prefer to take a more optimistic view of the future. Good on you. So would you, would you like drinks? I can, I can get you some drinks uh, to refresh yes. you while you, while we have our conversation, while we talk. Uh, yes, drinks, please. How much are those drinks? Oh, oh the drinks are, the drinks are on me broke now oh oh excellent friend so let me let me go get your drinks i will come back with some wine and then we will we will talk about about where you are and where where you have come from because you look very very confused lost and uh a little rough uh i'll i'll be right back and he kind of goes over to the barkeeper and you see him talk back and forth a little bit hand over some coin is this going to count as a longer oh, this or short guy rest? is just a random dude. Depends on how long you sit here uh, talking to him. Okay. So how, are there, how many other people are in here? There are three people at another table, but other than that, it's empty. Well, I just mean because you said he walks over to the bartender or whatever. So I assumed he was the bartender. Oh, no, no. This was a guy who was sitting in a corner. Gotcha. Okay. He well, he's paying for my drinks. Ones. Yeah. So he uh, he comes back with... Uh, with a tray with enough enough uh, cups of wine on it for each of you, and he lays them out in front of you, and then he sits back down. He says, so, tell me about yourselves. Well, I am uh, Bromley. Very, uh, very pleased to meet you. Very uh, excited to meet someone who's willing to, to, to provide drinks. Um, I'm from... So yes, uh, we, I'm from Beggar's Hole. I'm traveling with this group of this motley crew. Um, we just entered this mysterious town, and um, I think understandably are a bit confused. Uh, this place is kind of odd, and I would love to hear anything you could tell us about where we are. Uh, well, let's let the rest of your friends introduce themselves before we start into any real conversation. No, they're they're not important. Let's just move on. I'm Qatar. Uh, I'm. I'm from Breeden, from a monastery in Breeden, um, and I, too, have no idea where we are. We all kind of um, found ourselves in a house 
but uh yes and and what is your what is your name good sir my name is ismark but please finish finish your introductions and i just kind of turn and look at everybody else like okay who's next hero of legend perhaps long ago in a distant land on a cold winter's night a bolt of lightning struck the ground and out of that ground came i the hero of legend Aeleus Leodon, hero of legend and slayer of rats. And uh, yeah, and I've, I've saved several villages. You've, you've surely, you've heard of me. I'm the one and only. Friend, I haven't Aeleus. heard of anywhere that any of you have been talking about. But whatever, please continue. Well, one day I was uh, walking through the forest, having successfully conquered a, a tribe of heathen goblins and, and, and rescued a fair maiden and... Uh, and I was walking through the woods and I stumbled upon this miserable building and I happened to see these group inside. And, uh, and so we began an adventure together. And, uh, this one, this one here, the small one, Brom, Bromley, he died and then came back to life. And, uh, and we destroyed a, a giant vegetable monster. And, uh, then the walls started turning into rats and, uh, I almost died twice and, and, Somehow we made it out here, and then there was a woman crying in a room, but I didn't go in that room, and uh, and then we came here, and that's 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 my introduction. I see, I see that was very thorough. <laughs> and you two? Uh, well, I am Roland. Obviously, where I'm from doesn't matter because you have no idea. Um, but I'm looking for my daughter. I came across these guys. And um, almost died in that house a couple streets over. Um, yeah, what's up with that shit? Not cool. I grunt. My name's Leander. Very well. I'll take it. Um, still waiting for an answer to my question. What was your question again? What's up with that house that tried to murder us all? Oh, occasionally people end up in town saying they've come through the house. <laughs> I don't know. Why would I enter a house that other people are afraid of? Uh, why wouldn't you board it up? Or something. Why wouldn't you burn it down? Oh, or we that. tried that. It came back. Uh... I mean, you could go burn it down if you wanted, but a couple days later, it'd be back. That's concerning. Eh, it doesn't bother us. We don't bother it. What is this place? What is Barovia? Where are we? Barovia. Where is Barovia? Far away from anywhere that you would find familiar. That's for sure. Cryptic. How did we get here? If If... Other strangers have come through this house that we just went through. How, how did they get here? House must be some kind of connection from here to the outside world. And have any of them gotten back to their world? I don't know. Mostly they just leave the village and never come back. So, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Ismark Kolyanovich. I am the son of the Burgermeister here in Barovia. And I am looking for some enterprising strangers to help me. My sister is in danger. And what kind of what kind of danger? The lord of this place wants her and I do not want him to have her because he as he's commonly known here is the devil and I do not want her to be forced to have anything to do with him but he is relentless in his pursuit of her and I would like to move her to a different location. And I need 
strong fighters to help me do that. Why do you need fighters? Is it dangerous to just move people? Yes, they're all manner of creatures. They serve him. The wolves, the bats, they are always watching. What, the natural creatures serve this this devil? Yes, the natural creatures here in Barovia serve Strahd himself. Strahd. I assume okay. you haven't heard about him yet. No, uh, tell us about this Strahd. Strahd von Zerovich, ruler of everything within the fog. He is... He's a curse sent to us for some ancient forgotten sin that our people committed. He's a vampire, and he preys upon us endlessly. I know what that is. At that, uh, uh, Katara kind of takes out his holy symbol um, and just kind of like clutches it in his, his fist a little bit and just kind of rubbing his thumb over it when he hears vampire. Starts mouthlessly like, or wordlessly like praying a little bit. Yes, Dark One, you should hope that that protects you more than the ones that my people have made for themselves. Oh, man, that one might not be enough. Here, take these, and I hand him two more holy symbols. I Maybe that'll help you out. Kind of look at Bromley as I take them, like, oh, oh okay. And they're like random, like random, two completely different Competing holy symbols. Face. Yeah, yeah. There, maybe that'll help you out. And I'll just kind of like, you know, I... I set one i set them down just in front of me kind of look at them but i just keep holding on to my uh holy symbol of saloon okay you need you need your sister moved to another location you're looking for fighters and you come across a group of strangers and and you're offering us this job it seems strange that you wouldn't have hired someone that you vetted or that you knew have you seen the people in this village no well, they'll be out in probably the next hour or so. They're not fighters. They're they're villagers. Okay. I was hoping yeah. that some strangers would come through so that I could enlist them. You, you said you said they're... Lord of the Fog. What the fog? I mean, fog just goes away, doesn't it? Some of it does. Some does not. And I'd advise <laughs> you to stay away from any patches of fog you see in the daylight. Although. We don't get much daylight here. What kind so, of danger does this lord pose? If we were to accept this offer, one, what kind of danger are we putting ourselves in? Two, what would be... We would we would require some sort of help from you as payment to get out of here. On top would, of actual payment. Gentlemen, gentlemen, this is a heroic deed we're going to do. We can't oh, ask for payment. Uh, we will be heroes. Yes, no starving heroes. Heroes who could be dead without money to buy things to heal them or raise them from the dead. I've been I've been heroing for as long as I can remember, and I've never asked a dime for my work. Then how do you have Then how do you have all the things you have carry with you? Gifts for being a hero. So you got okay. So what I'm hearing is Elias is giving up his share, which is fine. That's Pileus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. So I have a family to get back home to. I have a monastery. I can't... The monks are wondering where I am, I no doubt. <laughs> I whisper into my cup of liquor and go, all oh, my friends are right here. And take a sip. So it, it appears that you all have uh, many questions, both relevant and otherwise. 
if you if you had been listening to my introduction earlier as I listened to all of yours, my father is the burgomeister of this village. We do have a certain amount of affluence, and I I would be able to compensate you. In addition, if you're trying to get back to your own lands, I wish you the best of luck, but I promise you will find nothing here in Barovia, meaning that you'll need to move You'll need to move to another village to find other things to look for anyway. In addition, I am trained. I, I can handle a blade. I was going to take her myself if I couldn't find anyone to help me. No, no. We're, we're interested, I think. I'm, we're just curious about the exact monetary compensation. Where, well, and I'm, where are you moving her to? Somewhere else in the village or... No, I'm moving here to another oh, yeah. village. What kind of a journey are we looking at here? Maybe you shouldn't tell us exactly where you're intending to go until we finalized our agreement. Well, well it's just part of my thing. It's just the it's, next village down the road. If we're going on a two-week journey, you know, that's... Yeah, we should know the length of time that it will take to get there and the amount of danger that this lord or devil possesses or are you afraid of. Men, you, you, you mentioned the natural... Um, animals, but is there is there more? What does he control? If if you are the son of the burgomaster, the Byromeister, then he must be more affluent than you. We simply want to know the length of the time. It's the a ten. It's a ten mile journey. Ten mile journey. It's a it's a what? It's a ten mile journey. Oh, so about easy. A, a day or so. And in that ten mile journey that we'd be accompanying you, what sort of danger would we be? What, what is the risk? Yeah, exactly. The expectant danger that this devil possesses. You probably know as much the answer as I do. Well, you, you seem to know him and fear him. There, means, there must be some sort of reason as to why you fear him. You must know something about, about his capabilities. or He comes what without he... warning. He takes people. Oh. Anyone who rises against him is killed. Is there any way we can... Better prepare ourselves for this. Does this individual? Because I've not met a vampire in my lifetime. There are several rumors. Um, are there things that I can do, combat in my favor? If we travel during the day, we should be generally unmolested, at least by the devil right, himself. Right, 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 right. Um, I've heard rumors of people um, silvering their weapons. Would that be at all useful, worth time or money, perhaps? If you can manage to find some silver, perhaps. Hmm. As far as the uh, people disappearing, is that just like working type people, people who would make good use for laborers that involve like the elderly and children as well? There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of patterns, except that very often young, attractive women are taken, and he seems to be especially interested in my sister. Well... He hasn't been able to take her yet because none I'm of in. us will invite her inside. None of us will invite him inside the house, but he knows Where's where your she sister is. At at my father's house. Yeah, I'm in too. Ah. Okay. Uh, um, when you when you need to leave because we kind of need a rest. You can stay. You can stay in my father's house tonight, and then in the morning, we can head out. Okay. When you say he's the lord of this land. Does he have an army at his beck and call? Does he have followers? I mean... The devil doesn't need an army. Yeah, dad. So, question. If he can't come inside anyone's home, like, how does he take people? You gotta leave the house eventually. 
October. Ismark kind of gestures and nods, like, yeah, that guy gets it. But if you, I mean, I don't guess overthink it. Is, is the, don't overthink it. Don't hurt yourself. Is, no, I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, I mean, somebody has to leave the house. They leave the house. He takes them for hostage and they do a trade because he probably always gets what he wants or he kills the hostage. And what vampires can potentially change their form, right? So maybe he looks like someone they want to invite in or something. Or he, or or he captures a family member, somebody close, and then takes their form, and is invited in. But at that point, I'm just I just don't know why anyone in this town would invite anyone in. What if we're Strahd? What the fuck, dude? Even I'm not. That I want to insight check him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm not that paranoid. <laughs> you know what, Brom? You feel a little bit of fear in your chest. Maybe you are Strahd. Oh, almost, maybe I'm you, Strahd. You now. almost start to believe him for a second. Like, wait, am I Strahd? And then you're like, no, that's stupid. No, it's not stupid. It's very plausible. <laughs> Fuck. I might be Strahd, you guys. I don't know how to cope with this information. I'm going to go get some fresh air. <laughs> I'm going to take my drink and go walk outside for a little bit. So you will all help me then, except for perhaps the angry old one. I'm not angry. I was talking about him. And he points at Roland. Ooh! Oh, I'm not that old. Damn. You said you have a daughter. Uh, okay. She's like five. If we helped, you, you mentioned that your father has connections. Do you know of any way in other villages you mentioned that we would have to leave for us to get back home? I don't know of any such thing, but... I've lived here in Barovia most of my life. That surely somewhere. I mean, I assume you have to hold out hope, right? That if others have left and not come back, then perhaps they've found their way home. All I'm saying is that I don't believe that five people like yourself would want to settle down in Barovia and live here the rest of your life. And if you're traveling deeper into our lands, then maybe you would accompany me as you do so. I can agree to that. I'll allow them to finalize the agreement <clears throat> and I stand up to go follow Bromley outside Bromley is outside definitely not crying young one what uh, we have a conversation pending oh my gosh we talk a lot well it's what a child and his father are supposed to do communicate okay what do you want to talk about the fact that I know that you're not fully alive. Yeah, I fucking died. Thanks for reminding me. Bromley, you're you're undead. Uh, these are the facts. How did that happen? I don't know, and I don't make the rules. But I'm here, and I'm not gonna squander it. So you just you just came back with yep. nothing. With nothing. I don't know the, the rules or rituals or magic to create an undead. It's not something that I ever studied. But I know that it typically doesn't happen randomly well maybe my will is strong enough or something you know maybe there was something i had had to do is there something that you have to do i don't know man i'm just here why are you grilling me everyone is grilling me i'm not trying to grill you i want my son back alive healthy not well not an imitation that ship has sailed this is what you got you can take it or leave it but uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste this nothing happened in the time between you, when we met you, when we saw you again in the house, you were away from I was, I was stuck to a door, and then the door crushed my ribcage, 
everything went black, and then I woke up in a hallway. It doesn't feel right. From the life from the, isn't right. Yes, Houses that legend. have blade doors aren't right. But from the legends, the 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 stories I've heard, it's usually at the hands of someone else who did this. Don't to... you? You're a cleric. You're a religious figure. You should know that there's other ways too, like. Like some ghosts or specters or whatever come about from people, souls lingering. You know, no, no one did that intentionally. Undead don't just come from nothing, Bromley. What do you want from me? You want me to? I can walk. You want me to go away? I'll walk away. I, never I come back. I don't want you to go away. I just want to talk about this because I love you. Well, I think it's awkward talking about how I died. I'd rather not think about it. Just trying to live in the present, man. I give him a hug. Gross. I let go, and I go back inside. Uh, while this conversation, uh, I'll go back inside, too. While this conversation has been going on, um, Ismark looks at the, the other three of you. He's kind of like, if you, if you, can't, if you, want, to, if you want to look around the village a, a bit, feel free. Uh, I, I'll see you at at my father's house uh, it's at the south end of the village you can come by and and we'll let you in um and then we can we can plan what we're going to do how we're going to go you can meet my sister and and we can plan what to do from there uh, thank you for agreeing to help me uh, if you need me you can find me there and he stands up to leave well i want him before he leaves i want to just ask him if there, I mean, if it already hasn't been asked, like, if there are places, if there are some notable places in town where we can buy potions and the like. Our only shop is across the road, but I doubt he has anything in the way of magical effects. See. All right, well, we will see you later then, I guess. All right. Uh, I'd like to go out of my way to, like, shake his hand and thank him for buying the drink. Yeah, as you as you kind of are walking back in, he's walking out, and he uh, he shakes your hand. He says, "Please come by my father's house, and we'll make sure that you have a place to stay, and you're fed, and I'll have more wine." Thank you. You are more than generous. So, guys, wow, how are we feeling uh, about this? <clears throat> um, I, I have a weird feeling about that guy. I just huh? don't know what it is. What did What did you say? I have a weird feeling about that guy. Oh, okay. In what way? Uh, I don't know. Like he was lying to us about something, like his sister, or I I don't really know. He just seemed something seemed off about him. We could always find some place to stay for the night, and then um, kind of scope out his house his or his father's house and see what we can find out he said we could stay with him didn't he yeah but if somebody has a bad feeling about him maybe that's not the best idea to be in there until we know a little more as a hero of legend i've never turned down the charity of of my uh my clients <laughs> well hero of legend we're clearly not in a normal town anymore this is, a, this is true. I don't remember I, hearing I, one judge people. All I'm saying is 
any place that's ruled by a vampire is someplace you need to be wary. They're you are not wrong about that. Evil creatures. Even though I'm not quite sure I know what a vampire is. But, yes, we should be wary in this town. A vampire can walk in the night. They can take many forms. And they will kill you and turn you into one of them or an undead. That is utterly evil. You had a perfect opportunity, Katar, to fuck with Pelias. And you blew it. And I'm a little disappointed in you. (laughs) Because the truth should be a lot scarier than what I could actually fuck with him about. If you're not scared, then you're not thinking straight. Uh, I, I don't think it's whether I'm scared or not. I think it's what I do with the fear. Well, everybody has their own way of dealing with it. And I drink heavily from my mug and maintain eye contact. And then I, I, I shout, I shout roughly, Romney, look out behind you. There's a door. Okay. Two. Are we doing this now? Is this what we're doing? Two. There's a killer door behind you. I pour the rest of my drink up, Pelias, and leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it seems like there's nothing else we can do in the town, right? Uh, should we just call it a night? <clears throat> find a place to stay? You're going to try to find a place to stay? You're going to take the young man up on his offer? I think we should take the young man up on his offer. You guys uh, you guys make this decision. You're going to go to the Burgermeister's house and just kind of hang out for the rest of the day. Um, kind of keep an eye on this young man. See if it, see if the, see if you can find any inconsistencies in the story or anything. As you step out of the tavern, um, the fog has cleared out, and you just find your eyes drawn up and to your right. Um, because before, where the, where there were banks of fogs, now towering above you on the top of a very high cliff, is a gray castle with uh, pointed spires. Um, this castle is, is so high up and so close to the edge of the cliff that some of the support pillars that hold up the walls actually come all the way down to the outskirts of the village. Um, these these solid um, gray stone support columns holding up this castle that is high up on the edge. And uh, oh. I'll be honest, it's a little intimidating looking up at it from where you are. As we kind of make our way down to the, the Burgermeister's house, um, I like to activate the card that I left in Katar's pocket um, and cause 10 gallons of water to just start pouring out of his pocket. Katar, you find that your pants are suddenly wet and soaked as water, as as 10 gallons of water burst into existence in your pocket and just completely soak you from the waist down. I'm just kind of walking, standing there looking at, can I, can I check my pockets to see if there's any reason why it should be, why that happened? There is nothing in your pockets. And just kind of look around to see if, did anybody see that? That was crazy, dude. What did you do? We all have accidents, Katar. Uh, uh, uh-huh. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We all just drank. Uh, I guess, you know, you did just come back from near oh. death. Oh, and... you too. What? Oh, okay. I'm just... There's no shame. Mm-hmm. Hey. Okay. I, you you want to see magic trick? I can cheer you up. Nah, I, I think I'm good. I think let's just... Let's just find a place to stay. All right, guys. 
Why don't you? I can. Why don't you show uh, Roland the magic trick, and I'll, I'll just watch from the from while you do that. You know. Okay. Um, I take my top hat off. Reach into my top hat. I show him that the top hat is empty first. <laughs> and I say, you, you can inspect it if you want. Make sure there's no trap doors or flaps. Yeah, I know. No, no, this isn't for you. This is Roland. Uh, I would like you to. You can welcome test. your chance. Do you have to roll a press the digitation, or is that not a thing? Hmm. Yep, check in. Check I mean, it's just, I, mean I haven't hand. had a chance to fuck with this hat, so it's just a hat. <laughs> Uh, and I reach into the hat, and I, using sleight of hand, I'd like to produce one of my playing cards, like a tarot card. Is uh, is anybody trying to see how he does the trick, or are you all just I mean, watching I'm it? Watching. Hey. Yeah, Katar, you see him slip up a little bit in his... Uh, Roland, you do as well, actually, since it's right in front of you. You see him, like... You, you kind of see the card, like, hidden when he puts his hand in the hat. Uh, Pileus? Uh, Pileus, uh... Brom has just spontaneously generated a card from this hat, and it is freaking amazing. <laughs> and I just look at Bromling. I, I look at Roland, just like, and I just mouth quietly, like, say nothing. Say what else? What are you? Right, and then I want to take the card that you saw me produce because I'm <laughs> clearly out of practice, <laughs> and then go to throw the card, but it disappears when it leaves me. Bromley is truly gifted in the art of magic. And uh, everyone except for Roland, uh, to all and to to all of them, it does in fact look like the card disappears. Roland sees right. sees it like slip into my. Yeah, he's just he's at the right angle, you know. Like the rest of them are somewhere else since you're facing him and doing it, and he just he just happens to see it. All right, all right, you've got you have some skill. I'll admit. I clap. Thank you. Some skill. He's a wizard. Probably shouldn't yell that out loud in the middle of the street. Some of the villagers passing by are starting to kind of look at your little group oddly. Oh, dude, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pat Pileus on the shoulder and go. I know. Let's just let's keep going. Where's Leander in all this, by the way? Where is he right now? I'm just standing, watch a bunch of fools doing their little magic trick. I just want to be like truly like trying to get over this trick, like asking, like running over the trick with guitar like just fully amazed it was there and then it wasn't and then it was there you uh you continue on your way some of you with your entire perceptions of the world shaken others of you cynical about the existence of magic uh, as you're walking down the street you see you see one person walking down the street that seems to be a little bit different this is a this is an old lady and she's uh she's pushing a cart she seems to be going up to every house and knocking on the door and attempting to sell her sell things from her cart. Um, and she's kind of approaching you. She's kind of moving up the street in the opposite direction that you're moving. So as you come, uh, as you come even with uh, this old lady in the street, she looks over at you and she goes, Would you like to buy a pastry? Uh... I kind of bump Pileus forward. Yeah, Pileus, would you like a pastry? Oh my yeah, god. Yes. I would, yes, I would love a pastry. Oh, good! One gold piece! Her her eyes kind of light up as she takes the gold piece and hands you uh, a pastry. I bite into the pastry. As Pileus takes this delicious-looking pastry and brings it to his mouth, he it's it's small, so he just kind of pops the whole thing in his mouth and chews and swallows. Uh, you watch as his eyes kind of roll back in his head and he slumps over onto the street asleep. What the fuck? Oh, shit. What? I just kind of, like, stare at this lady like, what, what did you just do to him? It's a dream pastry! 
He's he is dreaming happily now. He he will wake back up. It will be fine. Um, how long? Ah, could be a few hours. Could be all day. You don't tell people that before you sell them this. Yeah. Everyone knows what my pastries do. We do you do you sell anything other than pastries? No. Do you have any other type of pastries other than sleeping pastries? No, only the dream pastries. So who's carrying him? Um. Yes, it's fine. I know. I pick up Ilias. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for your business. Have a good one. You yep. too. Thanks. That she just she just sweet. keeps she just keeps pushing her cart along the dirt road. What a nice old lady. Nice. Yeah, she was sweet. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. This place is really starting to freak me out. This I think that we normal. should probably find some shelter and figure out more information. This land is strange. Everything seems to be going horribly. Yes. And some of us need to heal up. I would definitely like more and information change before pants. we keep wandering. I would like more information before we keep wandering around and encountering dream pastries or vampires or a murder house. So yeah, we should probably find a place to rest for a little bit or something because... Some of us need to dry off. Yes. I'm truly surprised my danger sense didn't warn me about these patients. <laughs> you guys make your way to the end of this uh, this dirt path to a large... Uh, a large, uh, let's be honest, it's a mansion. It's kind of a weary looking mansion behind a, a rusting iron fence. The iron gates have been like twisted and torn. Uh, the right gate has been completely torn off, uh, while the left gate is kind of swinging, uh, broken in the wind. It's, uh, it's doing that squeaky thing that old rusty gates do, and, uh, as the wind swings it, it, it just squeaks and squeals back and forth. Uh, there are weeds all over the ground. You can see, like, ivy and weeds starting to, starting to grow up the sides of the house. Um, and yet there's a, uh... There's an area kind of close to the, to, cl the close to the walls of the house that's been kind of knocked down and flattened all the way around the house that you can see. Um, there are claw marks that have dug deep into the outside of this house. Um, there are large, like black stains where it looks like somebody has tried to set this house on fire. Um, there's not a single bit of glass in any of the windows, and all the windows have boards nailed over them. And these boards also have claw marks and scorch marks on them. Uh, the front door is, of course, closed. What the hell happened here? Told you. Vampires will do anything and everything to get somebody out of their house. Oh, yeah, you, you know a lot of vampires in your time? I've read about them a little bit. Oh, That's okay. about it. You can't read. Oh, Bromley. Unlike others. Let's... And Katar just kind of looks at everybody, shakes his head, and walks up to the door and knocks. Who is it? Oh, man. We were met earlier in a tavern by uh, Iskar, and he asked us to come. Ismark? Ismark. Ismark. Is we met Ismark in a tavern earlier, and he uh, inquired about us helping him. Um, it's, it's silent from inside the house for several minutes. And then you hear the sound of a, a bolt being drawn back and uh, a board being taken from behind the door and the door opens and Ismark is there and he's like, I didn't expect you to come so soon, but please come in, come in. 
the interior of the mansion is well furnished, and yet it looks like they've definitely been in here for a couple years. They've it's definitely lived in and used. Um, the boarded up windows are kind of an odd sign. Uh, there's also, you can see in the room you're in, there's a holy symbol on the wall. You look into the next room, there's a holy symbol over there. You look to your left, there's a holy symbol over Like, there seems to be holy symbols everywhere in this house. Um, and uh, looking into that same room off to your left, you can see next to the wall, there is a, uh, a simple coffin lying there on the floor surrounded by flowers with a dead body inside it. I just kind of look over it. I just kind of, well, I, uh, Katar, is everybody in the house now? I mean, I guess. Yeah, so, so everybody's in the house, and I'll just kind of slide back over next to Roland and whisper, is that what you were, is that what you think he was being cagey about? Um, no. I, don't, I mean, that, I feel like that pretty well uh, actually kind of backs up his story. Yeah, but. Uh, Ismark turns and he goes, Irina, you can come back out now. And a, uh, a beautiful woman with auburn hair steps out. Uh, she steps out and she just kind of stands there looking at you. So you said vampires are here and yet you have a coffin in your living room. That's our father. Uh, what? He he died three days ago. I'm very sorry for your loss. Mm. Can I insight check that? Seems like he's telling the truth. I can't carry him by myself, and we can't very well let Arena go wandering out the uh, outside, can we? Didn't you say did that your father would help him let us stay and pay us? So, I guess, technically... This is my house now, and I guess it would be me paying you. I ju I'm just, I don't, I don't think it's sunk in yet. How did he die? The, uh, the attacks were too much for him, and he had a heart attack. For a long time now, our house has been attacked by wolves and other creatures, night after night for weeks. But I got the idea to move Irina because... When my father died, the attacks stopped. We haven't had any attacks for three days now, and I'm hoping that this is a window of opportunity for us to move her. At this point, Arena speaks up, and she's like, I'm not going anywhere until we bury him! That seems fair. That's understandable. My name's Bromley, by the way. She, she just kind of, like, looks at you and nods a little bit. Like, okay. And I do a little tip of the top hat. If you want, we can help you bury your father. I can... I may not be a holy man, but I have lived in a monastery in my life, and I can perform some rites if you wish. And I'm incredibly strong, so I can also help. Well, perhaps today, since Ismark tells me we are supposed to leave tomorrow, perhaps today you can take him to the church and put him in the ground in the cemetery like he should have been buried days ago. Now I look at Ismark. Is this agreeable? I'm not going to fight with her about it, are you? Point taken. Are you going to stay here, miss? She kind of rolls her eyes. Well, I don't think my brother's going to let me go anywhere, so yes. You can't go out during the day? Ismark seems to think that Strahd has spies everywhere. Why does he want you so bad? don't know. I don't remember any of the times that I've spoken with him. You've spoken with him? Yes. Is he as handsome as I imagine? I don't 
really remember. All I remember is blazing hunger in his eyes. All right, let's go bury this body. Yeah. Would it... I, I don't think it's right that we bury the body without her being able to say goodbye. Wouldn't it be... I didn't say she couldn't go. What if we... I've had three days to say goodbye. I just want him to be buried properly. Besides, right. at this point, he's starting to smell a little bit. Would you rather have him cremated? No, I want I want him buried in the church cemetery. It's, it's what he would have wanted. So, who carries the coffin? Yeah, I can't. I'm kind of carrying Pileus. Nah, he can stay here. Yeah, <laughs> leave, we're just leaving Pileus here. They direct you upstairs to a bedroom that you can lay him in. Yeah, so we dump him in a bed, we go back and grab the coffin and whatever else they want, and then we go to bury him. Me and Qatar at least, I don't know about anyone else. I'm gonna try and shake him awake. When I, oh, I'm just gonna to see if I can wake him up. You do, in fact, wake him up. Um, incidentally, Pileus, you have been having the most amazingly happy dreams. In your dreams, everything you've ever wanted has come through, come true, and you are the happiest person you can be. And waking back up is really, really a letdown, and you can feel yourself kind of yearning to want to be back in those dreams. Guys, you don't understand. I saw, I saw the woman I loved, and we were happy, and we had children, and we lived the whole life. And now I'm here with you. Thanks. Uh, Sorry about that, bud. Now you have more, uh, more, uh, the word. You have something to strive for. Yeah, you have more reasons to, to stay alive and get back home. Yeah, I, I, I imagine I'd be pretty depressed about waking up. For after, sure. After that dream. You want to pick me up? Well, where are we? Okay, that's fine. We just kind of explained to him everything that's happened. I'm going back to sleep. Of course. What? I mean, okay. You know. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> it might right. not be a bad idea to at least leave someone here with her while right. we are all gone. So, I can stay. Bromley, you go bury the body. Oh. Ismark is kind of like I. I can. I can stay. I. I have also said my goodbyes to my father. So why then? Why haven't you dirt? I'm... Because I couldn't carry the coffin carry by myself. Oh, okay. Said that. Oh, you can. All right. Well, now, okay. So who's staying here and who's going? Me and Bromley are carrying it. Okay. So it's just me and Guitar. If right, it is well, just thanks. the two, if it is just the two of you, I'll go with you. Roland, Qatar, Brom, and Ismark are setting off for the church. As you walk through the village, the villagers kind of stop and like. The men kind of remove their hats, and they're kind of solemn as, as your little procession makes its way north uh, through the village. Um, you come up on the town square, and any of you who, who kind of glance down the street to your left, you see the old lady pushing her cart down the road. Um, only now, it looks like her cart is empty of pastries and just has a large sack on top of it. And then you make your way, you make your way north to the uh, church this church is built almost directly next to one of the support pillars for the castle up on the hill Fuck. and uh it's a sagging gray stone and wood church 
It uh, it literally looks like it's been under attack for centuries. Um, there's a bell tower kind of toward the back, and you can see uh, little flashes of light from holes in the roof. Um, and as you as you come up to past the church doors, uh, you see that the the doors of the church are covered with claw marks and and scor- Okay. Um, is there anyone like in the church? Like, is there like a religious gonna, person you're gonna open the doors and go in yeah yes uh, i ensure that i open the doors with my newly acquired gloves though smart um the doors swing open so yeah. uh <clears throat> the doors open to reveal a, a 10 foot wide and 20 foot long hall that leads to a brightly lit chapel uh the hall doesn't have any lights in it and it just smells like mildew there are four doors two on each side um, and looking in, you can see that the chapel has just debris all over it, like like a wrecking ball or a tornado went through this place. Um, and you hear a soft voice from inside reciting a prayer. And uh, suddenly, the prayer is blotted out by just an inhuman scream that comes up from beneath the floor. Shit, shit, shit. I can't go in first. I have one hit point. I have four, so we're off to a good start. God damn it. Ismark looks back and forth between the two of you, and he's like, if you don't want to go into the church, we could go around to the cemetery. Yeah, I know. I just didn't know if we had to, like, purchase a plot or, you know, schedule we, this. We have, the... we have a family plot here. Okay, well, let's just go straight there, then. You guys make your way around to the back of the church. Um, where Dude, there is, nothing uh, to do with that. There is uh, there's a little cemetery back here with uh, old old gravestones. Uh, some of course are more recent, but the oldest ones appear to have been weathered completely blank um, by the passage of time. And uh, you all set to work digging this grave. Uh, Ismark of course pitches in as much as he can, and uh, every few minutes you hear just these scream come from underneath the church. And what is, in the what intervals, is that about? in the intervals between screams, you can faintly, if you really listen, hear the chanting of prayers still coming from inside the chapel. So yeah, turn into Ismar. Yes. Uh, what is that about? Do you know? I don't. I must admit, I haven't come this far to this side of the village very often. I've tried to stay away from the castle. You know. Uh Fair enough. So just just to be clear, we're all cool with that? If you'd like to go in and check it out, you certainly can. Um, I'm not saying we need to do that. I'm just, you know, I want to, saying. but I'm in no shape to, and I'm good to know I'm dead. You know, is that something we're worried about, or are we just going to press on? It's, uh, it's up to you. All I right, have, cool. So I, we, have, I have one it. purpose. No, nope, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page here. And I ignore the screams and continue digging a grave. All right. Tar, Tar ignores them too, but painfully. Like, you can see it hurts him to have to do that. Are these... Did you say they were inhuman? Or, like, did these sound like someone in pain? Uh, it's both. It sounds oh, like something, inhuman, something in inhuman in pain. Oh, cool. Even less my problem. All right. All right. Yeah, so I, I, I dig a grave, and that's all I care to do. You lower lower the body into the ground, uh, fill the grave back up, and I guess head back to the uh, mansion. 
Yep. Yep. You're all back at the mansion now. What a lovely adventure. So do you know why Strahd is is coming after your sister so aggressively? I have no idea. So why do you think that's even a, the case then? Do you think you are you, you, you could you just be imagining? You saw the outside is, of our house? Is yours the only house that's like that? No one else is attacked? If you've looked, the only other the only other building in town that even looks remotely like this is the church, but the church has looked that way for ages. Our house was okay. nice until a couple weeks ago. Really? And so why doesn't your sister try to deal with that? Can she not? What do you want her to do? Confront, I don't know, confront him or, or try to figure out why this is happening? Every time get information? Every time she's seen him, she's fallen under his spell. What do you mean by falling mm. under his spell? And does this does this upset her boyfriend? Husband? She doesn't have one. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Would you want Strahd as your competition? No. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a sucker for for a good game, so he seems like a good competitor. How long has it been? I don't know. Since, Anyways. How long has it been since Strahd became the power here? Forever? Oh. Okay. So we rest here for the night and head out tomorrow? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the plan. Yeah. You guys want to watch during the night, or are you just yeah. going to sleep? Romley offers to go first. Cool. I'll take second watch. I'll take third. Oh, there any? Is there anyone else in the house, or is it just them two? It's just those do two. Do they have, like, staff? They do not. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and I try to make sure that Irina, I try to make sure she sees that I offer to stand watch first. Okay. Confidently and bravely. Brom, your uh, watch passes very peacefully. Excellent. Uh, out of curiosity, about what time would you guys say you went to bed? About when the sun goes down. Katar, during your watch, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of looking out looking out the, the windows, checking to see if anything is, is creeping up. You're doing a circuit of the house. Uh, you look out the front window, and you see... Uh, in the distance, it's not clear um, because you're. It's a good 250 feet away. You see kind of a, a a weird green glow, and as you watch it, you sense kind of movement um, from a point somewhere around the town square, headed mm-hmm. off to the west. To the west. You see this this green glow, and it continues for most of your watch. Uh, Leander, your watch also passes peacefully. Um, during my watch, even though I am keeping watch, at some point during it, I would like to take the helmet that I found in the house, the the one that was shaped like a wolf. Okay. And I want to kind of reshape it into a lion's head instead, and uh, then put that on. You now have a cool um, lion head helmet. Hey, uh, hey, did. Bromley. Um, I see you're really good at making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best at that. Okay. Could could you do me a favor? I mean, I've taught you how to forge. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not good at it. Okay. Yes. Suck. Um, I pull out that set of silverware that I took from the death house. Okay. And go. Can you can you find out one if this is even silver to begin with, and two if it is, can you either like convert these to weapons, or could you like plate my weapons with it potentially? I mean, yeah, I could probably do something of that sort. Can I take the the silverware to see if it's actually silver? 
Uh, Bromley, when you pull the silverware out, you're a little surprised. Because when you saw it in the house, it was shiny and clean, but now it yes. seems super, super, super tarnished and old. Almost ancient. Oh, well, I mean, that's a good sign. Though, if it's tarnished, that means it probably is silver. It, it is actually silver. Excellent. And I would know these things as a deviant of society. Uh, yeah, I, this stuff tarnished really quickly in my bag, but I think it's silver. If you could make something out of it. Um, yeah. Or maybe how much, how much heads or something. I don't know. Uh, how much silver in total would you say is, I mean, did you take? I took a full set. Oh. So, I'm assuming like a fancy man set. So like a fork and then a salad fork and then a soup spoon and then two knives. So probably enough to coat like a dagger. Um, I'm not good with knives. So I was thinking maybe some arrowheads or something. You want me to make arrowheads for you? If you can. I could probably do something like that. Because um, I'm a bit superstitious when it comes to these kinds of things. Uh, I don't know if it'll actually change anything. But I like to at least try to have all the all the advantages on my side. Of course. Um, well, I won't be able to do that today. No, that's fine. Take your time. Okay. Um, but I, I appreciate that. You're welcome, son. Thanks, dude. So, uh, Irina and Ismark gather their gather their go bags, their, their travel things, and uh, set off with you. You guys travel this. Uh, you guys travel to this crossroads. You guys, uh, it's a you know, it's an overcast, cloudy day, just like apparently every other day here in the land and of Barovia. Qatar is kind of like watching, you know, watching pretty closely the surrounding areas while we're traveling, just making sure that nobody's trying to sneak up on us or anything like that. Uh, you don't see anybody doing anything. You guys ride up to this crossroads and. Uh, Ismark uh, kind of stops and turns and says, We can go either direction here. Um, the road to the right is a little bit shorter, um, but it also leads past a, uh, a Vistani camp. I don't know how you feel about the, uh, the travelers, but... Who, who are these again? Um, the Vistani? The, They're like gypsies. The, the yeah, essentially. They, oh, they are, the gypsies. they are gypsies. Um... Uh, it is shorter, it is quicker, but many of the Vistani are spies for Strahd, and so the left road, while longer, will probably be safer. Uh, I, I leave oh, it up really? to your They're judgment. Spies for Strahd? We can go either direction. That's disappointing. Well, if they are spies for Strahd, what we can do is pass along information that's false, tell them that we're going somewhere else. Um, do we have a way to disguise what's-her-face? Bromley. You should yes. maybe remember her name if you actually fancy her. I do remember her name. I'm preoccupied trying to save the day here. Do you mind? Okay. Which direction do you guys want to go? Well, I don't have anybody to disguise her. And as much as I want to see these gypsy people, I don't want to encounter a spy. Yeah, me neither. Quieter the better. I mean, if you want to I meet agree. them, they always, they always, there's always a camp here. This is one of their more permanent places to stay. So you can always come I mean, back. I get that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let us take the road less travel. All right. <clears throat> so we do another hour. So you're now uh, you're now three hours out of Barovia. Uh, when you come across a uh, and you follow this dirt road kind of on the edge, switchbacking up up this mountain. You've gained a lot of elevation here, 
And uh, here you see kind of a mold-encrusted stone that spans uh, somewhat of a natural chasm here. There are, there are gargoyles in black moss perched on the corners of the bridge. Um, and while, the, while you can kind of see that they are frowning, their faces are mostly worn away by years. And to the left side, the mountainous side of the bridge, you can see a waterfall coming down into a misty pool almost a thousand feet below. Um, and this pool feeds into the river that you've crossed once before and you've kind of seen meandering through the valley. You're definitely gaining some altitude right now. Is it getting colder? Like, uh, do we are we prepared for the cold weather of the higher altitudes, or does it not? You're matter? not drinking enough, friend. Okay, so uh, about halfway, about halfway into hour into hour four. So it's been about three and a half hours since you've left the village. You uh, you come across these huge iron gates mounted on on these huge just stone buttresses they're they're armed guardians on either side of the gate but the statues of these guardians are headless interesting oh, oh cool. uh there's the rusted bars have are, are kind of there's there's still dew on them even though it's it's late morning and uh the heads you notice are kind of lying in the weeds next to the statues they greet you only with silence interesting and you you do realize that you've come up to about the height of the castle. So we're on level with Strahd's castle. Uh, you come up here about the middle of hour four. You see up on the top of a hill uh, to your left that there's an old, almost ancient-looking windmill. Does it look like the windmill that's emblazoned upon the longsword that I stole? Yes, it does. We don't, we don't want to explore the windmill? Uh... No. Not right now. We have a mission. Or you can go off and explore the windmill by yourself while we continue. That doesn't seem wise. So you guys are, are making your way along this uh, along this path, and everything has been going very well for you. Uh, you haven't encountered anything dangerous. Uh, it's it's been kind of a peaceful ride. You've seen a you've seen a big cliff and a kind of a pretty waterfall, and there's this old interesting windmill kind of off the road. And you're making your way kind of along the edge of a, uh, of a, of a cliff here when suddenly uh, from out of, the, out of the dirt around you, they, they appear to be caked with so much mud that they just blend it in. These three uh, kind of burly, bare-chested men rise up out of the ground, brandish their weapons, and run towards you. You guys are all a little, a little shaken up. And so uh, this first one runs up to the nearest target, which is uh, Roland. So he runs up to you, and he just swings his, his big two-handed axe right into your chest. Um, oh, your armor oh. deflects some of it, but like you definitely kind of stagger back a little bit. How would you like to respond? Ow. Um, I would like to pull out my short sword, actually. Um, and I would like to try to uh, slash at him in retaliation. Yeah, so you um, retaliate with your short sword. Unfortunately, he seems to be a little bit tougher than you and a little bit better able to take this blow. Cool. How about sneak attack damage, though? Yeah, no, he's still good. I would like to swipe at him with uh, the dagger that I have in offhand. You uh, you retaliate by taking your short sword and, and kind of stabbing at him, which it's easy to hit him because he's just kind of all up in your face. 
but it doesn't seem like it necessarily does as much damage to him as he did to you. And then you kind of prick him a little bit with your dagger from the other hand. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to slip away. So after after making your attacks, you kind of dance backwards out of his reach too quickly for him to far. respond. Um, Irina mm-hmm. is also going to kind of hang back, but be ready to hit anything that comes near her. Uh, Pileus. Yeah, Pileus is going to uh, going to run towards this nearest uh, guy and uh, proceed to attack him. Yes, yeah, so you run up with your with your great sword and you swing a mighty blow. And it, it just seems to make him a little bit angrier. Like, you hurt him, but he's he's still definitely furious. Uh, Ismark pulls out his sword and uh, moves up toward one of the others. And and he, he slashes his sword across the first time, but his uh, coming back on his second attack, he, his, he gets, kind of gets tangled up in his sword and his arms, and it's... It's uncomfortable. He doesn't manage to do any damage. But he does uh, He does fetch the enemy a mighty blow with his first attack. Uh, the third Berserker is going to run up to uh, meet the charge of the hero of legend. So he comes up and he just hits you from the side. You've been kind of focused on the guy in front of you and this other one runs up and engages you, uh, hitting you with his axe. Katar, it's your turn. I'm going to turn to my right... And see this guy right here, and I'm going to um, I'm going to cast Firebolt. Uh, Katar suddenly exhibits heretofore unseen abilities as a bolt of fire flies from his hand and and burns into the side of this berserker's chest, knocking a little clean patch where there was a bunch of mud. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. All right, uh, Bromley. Just in case these guys turns out to be a little bit more intense. Then they appear. I'm going to step over here a little bit, and I'm going to touch Pelias on the butt and say, go get him, and I'm going to cast the Paladin card, and I'm going to cast Enlarge on him. And then I'm going to step back a little bit to my friend and, you know, protect her. Yeah. And I will produce a a ball of flame in my offhand that I can't throw yet because... Right. Everybody watches as Brom runs forward, taps Pileus on the butt, and Pileus just begins to grow to, like, twice his normal proportions. His greatsword in his hand grows with him until he's he's this gigantic thing wielding this gigantic sword. Leander? Um, I will cast Sanctuary on myself. All right, uh, this this uh, this berserker down here is going to make his attack against Ismark, and he uh, he hits Ismark, uh, but uh, much like how these guys seem to be a little bit tougher, Ismark seems like he might be a little bit tougher than you guys as well, and he's able to to take the blow on his armor, and not take too much damage. Uh, the first one who first ran up to you guys, is going to attack Pileus, since Pileus is right in his face now. And yeah. uh, this brings us to Roland. Time to sneak back up. Hush out with my short sword. Roland runs up to one of the unhurt berserkers, kind of slips his swords in twice, and then runs away. Getting my groove back. Uh, Irina is going to stay here, uh, just behind Brom. Uh, Pileus. Yeah, Pileus is uh is not doing well. Uh, he is seeing the desperation in the situation now, and uh, he's going to rage, 
And uh, I will frenzy attack them with the uh, greatsword. Uh, yeah, Pileus, you, you get angry. And for some reason, it normally doesn't work this way, but your rage kind of clouds clouds your sight, and you can't, you just can't manage to hit uh, this guy. Also, right being twelve you. feet tall is probably just rage. yeah. You're a little, you're a little uncoordinated, given yeah. your new stature. Ismark is going to go ahead and make his attacks. Uh, any of you who look over at Ismark to see how he's doing, notice that he is just destroying this guy. Uh, he is way he is way better at fighting than anyone you've seen so far. Pileus! So this uh, berserker brings down his axe in a powerful strike. And Pileus, for a second, you can see that this is going to just, like, take your leg off at the knee. But your larger form, you're able to kind of absorb a little bit more of the blow. Katar! So uh, Katar, seeing that Ismark has that one handle, is going to run over and help his <coughs> now giant hero of legend friend. Row here, and then uh, attack the blue guy. Okay. With uh, and as he runs out, as Katar runs out, he takes both of his hands and swords out, twirls them, and he's gonna stab right on either side of the guy with each short sword. You run up to him. Uh, you slip your short sword in, kind of around, managing to to hit some flesh. Um, but as you bring your other, your left-handed short sword in, he just kind of dodges, and you miss. Bromley. Uh, I'm going to chuck the ball of flames that I have in my hand. You heard this little ball of flame in your hands at the guy. Uh, unfortunately, he's pretty thickly covered with mud, and you, you can't do a lot of damage with it. But you do manage to singe him a little bit. I'm going to turn around and go, stay behind me, I'll protect you. She kind of gives it. you a look, and she goes, I'm already behind you. Okay, well then fucking stay there. God! I'm trying to save your life here. Be wow. grateful. What a charmer. All right, Leander. I want to end this. So I am going to calm emotion. Okay. And I can hit all three of these humanoids. So, uh, Leander, you empower the words of your spell. You make the appropriate hand gestures. And uh, you, you focus on these enemies. And while the two next to Pileus and Katar don't seem to react, you can see the one over by Ismark kind of drop his axe a little bit and uh and, and try to back off on his turn he's just gonna kind of stand there a little bit confused this berserker up here right in front of qatar has seen uh player two enter the into the battle and so he's gonna turn his attention there mm -hmm. to qatar yeah just off of your armor uh you're too heavily armored now that you have started remembering that you have armor on roland hey, back to my old dance so Roland runs in. This is uh, pretty standard hit-and-run tactics that he's been doing ever since you guys have met him. He runs in, stab, stab, backs off. Pileus. Pileus is, is now going to finally use his uh, frenzy attack and, right. uh, and try to attack this guy. You're a little too over-eager with your attack, and you can't quite manage to get your greatsword around Wait. in time to hit him. Uh, Pileus, you want to make your frenzied attack? Yeah. Your anger fuel, fuels you, and your first swing is a little a little wild, but then you kind of get it under control. Your second one manages to hit uh, quite solidly, and you can see that this guy is like, he's bleeding, and he's cut, and he's hurt. He's, he's still angry, he's still fighting, but you've taken, you've taken a lot out of him. Ismark, being who he is, is going to go ahead and make two more attacks. 
and and those of you those of you looking at your enemies and kind of scoping them out, you see that the one next to Ismark is definitely the one who is who is going down the hardest. All right, this guy is is definitely angry, Pileus, that you hit him, and he's going to retaliate against you. You all see Pileus go down unconscious as he gets hit with this axe from this berserker. Uh, Katar, your your battle buddy has just gone down. I want to cast. Uh... Burning hands. Katar holds up his hands and fire sprouts from them. Uh, the guy who just knocked uh, Pileus out is too focused on knocking Pileus out. And he takes the brunt of the flames while the other guy kind of dodges to the other side and uh, manages to miss the worst of it. Brom. I'm going to throw a card. Brom, you whip out this card, you flip it at him, and when it hits him, it ignites into flame. Doing a, doing a decent bit of damage and, and staggering him just a little bit. Leander? I'm going to rush up to where Pileus fell, and I'm going to do Inflict Wounds at second level on him. Okay. So, uh, Leander, you, you run up to uh, the guy who just knocked Pileus out, and you reach out, touch him with your hand, and you try to send a, a huge jolt of energy out, and not as much, like, you don't feel as much energy leaving your hand as you expect. And you kind of turn your hand back to look at it for a second. But when your eyes flip back to the enemy, he's lying on the ground dead. Ismark has definitely gotten into the head of... Both having his brain messed with and Ismark doing a lot of damage to him has kind of confused uh, the enemy who's, who's currently engaged with, with Ismark. And he's, he's kind of, like, off and he can't manage to swing his axe around to do any damage. Uh, this guy up here engaged with you, Qatar, is going to go ahead and take a swing. Yeah, so this guy finally manages to, like, actually hit you. And you realize when he hits you that you don't really want that to happen again, because it hurts a lot. Yeah, it does. Roland. Uh, can I stand on this guy's dead body? Sure, you can stand over gonna, the dead body. I'm going to run and, like, kind of hop over it and slash down with a sword good choice roland runs forward <laughs> leaps over leaps over the the dead berserker and slams both of his swords into the the berserker who just hit Qatar, killing him uh pileus make a death save so you had two failures two failures yeah. oh my god that was uh ismark swings his sword and uh he's he's getting close to finishing off the enemy in front of him uh he hasn't quite managed it yet but he's he's pretty close Qatar, seeing that these two are down Qatar is going to turn and rush to go help ease mark he's gonna go because he doesn't want to get hit again and he's gonna stow his cross stow his uh swords and pull out his hand crossbow and take a shot god that's so cool i want a hand cross Qatar, having seen the guy in front of him go down turns, uh, kind of moves to, to flank the one currently fighting Ismark, pulls out his hand crossbow, and sends it right through the guy's eye, killing the last enemy. Nice. It's uh, it's Bromley's turn now, and... Um, <laughs> Dear Lord. Bromley, Bromley's kind of irritated with his girlfriend right now. Um, <laughs> oh, she's your girlfriend now. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bromley's going to run over to P-Lan and use his medical kit to try to help him out. I am going to make him roll another death save. Oh, that's a success. <laughs> and then I was like, here, take take this medicine. And it was poison. Right. Brom, you run over and you're like, 
You're like trying to bandage his wounds, but you're actually pulling them further open. Fuck. It's uh it's it's a complete disaster. I don't know what I'm doing. Someone please help. Leander? <laughs> I uh <clears throat> I reach out and place my hand on Pileus's uh, arm and I heal him. You're gonna we're gonna head a little bit further up the road before something else bad happens to you. While we walk, I want to talk to Polias because I feel like he's my closest friend right now. Hey man, I uh, sorry about back there. I tried to help you out, and I think I did more damage than good. I was in bad shape long before you came to help me. Well, I I turned you to a Goliath, and I I thought that would be beneficial. I hope that helped out. Um, I'm don't thinking ask, about breaking up with my girlfriend Irina. Hey, girlfriend, uh, you two are a thing now. Yeah, but. <sighs> She's kind of mean to me during that battle, and I don't know. I think we need to break up. Because <laughs> I was I was trying really hard to protect her and keep her safe, and she was kind of she kind of hurt my feelings. I I hear you. Well, time heals all wounds, except for the wounds that I have, apparently. But yeah, man, I don't know. I was hoping you had some words of wisdom, but uh, I think this is something I need to deal with on my own. Right. Hey. Uh... You mind uh, give me some of that stuff in your flask? <laughs> All right. Or... I hand him my black flask. Uh, you probably feel pretty good after that. Nice. Uh, yeah, Putlius, um, yeah, you feel pretty good. You feel uh, you feel kind of chill. You feel kind of relaxed. It's, it's, a, it's a good feeling. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to you guys. I love you guys. Cool, man. I'm glad we had this talk. And right. uh, I also will take a sip from the flask. Of course I will. feel like we're having a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys head on up the road. Uh, it's a little. It kind of winds through through some trees. You can occasionally catch glimpses through the trees of this gigantic lake off to your right. And uh, as you come to kind of a straight section of, of road that seems to gently curve off to the right, you hear the pounding of of uh, hooves coming from the opposite direction. And you watch as around the bend comes a skeletal warhorse and rider. Both of them are wearing rusted chain mail. Um, And the the skeletal rider is holding up a lantern that does not appear to be lit, even though the skeleton is holding it as if it is. And this thing is uh, riding up the road toward you. I step into any sort of brush or cover. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try to hide. (laughs) Yeah. Into the woods. Is anybody not running into the woods? You know what, Retcon, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stay out. You can hide, but I'm I can just stay out in the woods. So you're all you're all standing there on the road, um, and suddenly you look around, you realize that Brom has is gone. Like you have no idea where he is. Uh and this, this horse is still riding up the road towards you. Ismark and Arena kind of step off to the side of the road. Qatar Irina and Ismark are, are still just standing there by the side of the road as this skeletal warhorse, skeletal rider clad in rusty chainmail uh, gallop past and continue on down the road from the direction that you came from. Oh, uh, I stand up and brush off the leaves that have uh, collected on my pants and walk down the road like nothing happened. I peel myself off the tree that I morphed into. <laughs> uh, Bromley, you notice that as you, you make your way back to the road that Irina is kind of smirking at you. I don't care. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Deep in your heart, you do. I have no emotions for this woman anymore. <laughs> and then you all continue on your way.
And uh, finally, with your two uh, companions in tow, after a journey of five, five and a half hours, uh, you reach the town of Falaki. And that's the end of episode four of our Lack of Initiative podcast. Go ahead and uh, like our Facebook page, uh, follow us on Reddit, that's not a thing, or, uh, or on SoundCloud. Uh, basically, wherever you found this episode, you'll be able to find links to all of our other episodes, and we're going to keep doing this until the uh, party either escapes Barovia or dies trying. Thanks for listening!